Sip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower collaboration while taking actions that matter. With your host, media princess, Carrie Keller, and the lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane. Are fatigue and overwhelm stealing your joy? Are you successful, but you feel all used up? Dr. Carla Gibson of Abundant Health Arizona can help through a series of gentle chiropractic adjustments to balance body, mind, and spirit, you will be restored and ready to enjoy life. Call 480-771-1700 today to schedule your free optimal health scan and regain your health, vitality, and wellness with ease. Well, good morning. Good morning. What's going on, Carrie? Not much. No? No. Um, I just want to give a shout out to our amazing sponsor, uh, Carla. Carla. Yeah, Dr. Carla. Actually, she just did a program this weekend that um, she's done before, and she came out the other side, and I got to see her on Sunday. And man, she was lit up. Like, she was just family and love and She's like that anyway. She's awesome. Oh, it was so good. And we get to see her a little later today. I do. So I get my results that. today. I'm so excited. I know. I so want to say something, but I won't. Watch it. And... <laughs> So today we have a special show. We're actually t- talking money, which is one of my favorite subjects. So mm. much emotion and craziness there and drama, usually, but not with this man. So he brings this amazing history of finance and building not only like a financial plan, but just like a future that's actually propelling your life and really meant for you. So we've sat down. Every time we sit down, we have an amazing conversation. We don't want to stop. And he is known as the financial engineer. I like that. Help me welcome JP from Tatum Financial. How are you, my friends? I'm fantastic. Thanks Ooh, for JP. Us. How are you guys? Great. Good. So happy to be here. Thank you. We're glad Gosh. to have you. And people, you can actually see him live. Like you're going to get a little glimpse of him today, but you're going to see him live October 22nd for Sip Talk. He's going to be yeah. coming in with some tools. We actually talked about what you're begin. You'll be giving people. So yeah, it's like pen to paper in 10 minutes he's going to give you a wealth of information i'm ready be ready (laughs) be ready so you've been doing your own podcast too so you're just like really money is a mind game oh that's good i like that too yeah money is a mind game it's on stitcher and um, i think podcasts like apple podcast Mm -hmm. Um, but i began that podcast because literally i'm always talking about money like she says um and i'm from belize right so I grew up humble beginnings, as they say. Mm-hmm. So I've always been interested in the subject matter, but not so much the acquisition, like just to, just to possess money, but more so like how is it that there's have and have nots? Like what are they doing differently? What's the thought process? And um, I dove right in early 20s, 18, 17. I started working early. Um, and I was, when I was at Schwab, it's actually when I started coining this phrase where I would always say, like, money is a mind game. I used to think money was about money. For instance, you know, someone who was a millionaire was so much smarter than someone who wasn't financially. Or, you know, these these assumptions that we all make. And uh, in doing that for work, I just realized, like, no, this is a mindset. It's it's the way you think. And Robert Kiyosaki is really big on, Mm on that in general. And I'm a very strong advocate for him. I've read every single book he's written. So that's when I really got it for myself that, no, money is a mind game. And if we can get you to think differently, you would plan differently, you'd act differently, and you'd have a different results. But if you're doing what everyone else is doing, you'll have what everyone else has, which is 
stress and anxiety or you don't want to talk about it. And I'm just out to change that or at least make an impact on it, you know. So you're doing workshops, too, and you're actually bringing experts in the field of taxes and absolutely really just bringing people information that they can actually use on a daily basis and not be afraid of anything when it comes to finances absolutely huge yeah it's very very important it's very very important to me to bring that information to mainstream and, and and encourage people to question things you know um one thing you always hear me talk about is the 401k is a scam Mm-hmm. I, I say that all the time. Did you say a scam? scam. You said a scam. I did. Scandalous. I did. <laughs> I have to use, I've, I've learned I have to use these kind of, this kind of language to get people to pay attention. It's so crazy. <laughs> but but where, I go, where I'm going with that is, is, is mainly because when you look at what it does and how it functions, and then you think about what your goals are in relationship to why you even save in it, then you see it doesn't really make as much sense. You're, you're like, well, are there other things I could be doing? Yes, there are. But we don't, we're not taught that. We're right. not taught about how many different vehicles there might be. We kind of have this, like my last podcast was talking about like the Pavlonian dog theory. You know how the scientist Pavlov like, trained the dogs to salivate at the sound of a bell? I feel like we have this same thing where it's like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and a diversified portfolio for the long term. Every advisor in the world says that. And then people yawn? Yeah. That's right. They're like, <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> or well, it's like feel, a 401k. It's just a given thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. It's, it, and it's like the standard. I mean, I, I hop in an Uber or Lyft, and then I always ask people, I'm like, how's your retirement going? They're like, oh, yeah, I have a 401k. Hmm. I go, great. Mm. Are you yeah. saving into it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, my company matches and everything. So eventually I get them to a place of, I said, so what's that going to look like for you in income when you retire? Crickets. What tax bracket are you going to be in when you retire? Do you know? Uh, No. Oh, okay. And I kind of leave them with that because I want you to think, so like, what's your point? Because retirement is all about one thing and one thing only, and it's income. Income replacement, that's the whole reason why we're saving in this. Back, back in the day, companies used to give us a pension. That's true. And we used to get, you know, go on our merry way. Companies realize that's expensive. Not going to do that anymore. Insert government. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, how about you save for your own retirement? Mm-hmm. We'll match it, give you an incentive, give you a little tax break maybe. But the reason why I'm such an advocate about the whole tax situation is because for the next seven years, taxes are on sale. Did you hear that? I love that. I like that too. Oh my gosh. Be do ready. you know why? Like the, the, this got me on Friday when we were talking about it. And I know I've heard this before, but it was like, for real? Mm-hmm. And I think I guessed wrong, but try to get Carrie. See, if, see how smart Carrie no. is on our finances. You're, you no, ready? Not, Are you not, ready? Not anything but finances. Anything. Okay. Okay. So pop quiz. Nope. Yeah, yeah. What is the highest tax rate? Robin can play too. Robin, grab that mic. Know. Highest oh, tax yeah. rate we've ever had historically as a country. Just a guess. 30%. All right. Robin, what do you think? Robin says 50. 92%. Whoa! I know, right? And this is, this is Googleable. So this isn't like Googleable. I made it up. Googleable. <laughs> Let's say everyone's Googleable. Googleable. I love that. Yeah. No, 1953, 1954. Mm-hmm. I even shared with Lisa that um, to fact check or back this up, Ronald Reagan, who was president, but at the time, you know, he was an actor. And he even is quoted saying, I don't do more than two movies a year. 
because anything above those two movies was taxed at 92%. Right. Oh my God. So even he Ouch. was smart enough to say, I'm not working yeah. that much. Yeah. Like, why would I do that? So where I was going with that when I was sharing this with her is, that being said, at that time, we, had a, we didn't have $22 trillion deficit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, an expanding government and so on and so forth. So there's only two things you can do. You can increase revenues, aka raise taxes, or you can cut spending, which re- reduce the entitlements or the promises that we've made to baby boomers and everyone else, right? And, and I, I liken it to your own budget. I mean, if you're financially struggling, you either go make more money or you cut back your expenses. It's no different for the government, so to speak, for the country. So that being said, if taxes at one point were at that level, without all of the dire things we have going on now, what do you think is going to happen? So all the tax breaks that uh, went into play starting this presidency, right before, they expired in 2025. So you got a little seven-year window. So people think taxes are high now. (laughs) This is the best time to be putting money away in a tax-free vehicle, period. Sock it away. Because ultimately, at least when you retire, assuming you saved well, uh, your income is tax-free. Now, the benefit of that is also this. Here's another thing. I don't know if I shared this with you or not. But there's uh, something called provisional income. Either of you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. So one thing that I don't think enough people are educated on is we save all our money in these tax-deferred vehicles, which Uncle Sam would prefer, because you got to think about who that benefits. You save a little bit of money for a long time. Now you take it out, and we get to tax you. And if you take mm-hmm. too long to take it out, we're going to tell you when to take it out and how much to take out. By 70 and a half, if you haven't touched it, we're going to say, hey, uh, about that time. Mm-hmm. And because we want to get paid because we have bills coming due and we need to tax you on that money. So that being said, all the money you have in these tax deferred vehicles, if you are single at this time, this is the rule. If you're single and you're withdrawing more than 34000 a year from some sort of tax deferred situation, 1099 situation, you will risk your social security being taxed at 85%. Ouch. Oh my goodness. That's happening right now. So baby boomers who didn't know that are finding that out now. Um, and it's so sad. It's hard because you're, you find out later. You know how many times I do financial plans and then people are like, wait, social security is taxed? Yeah. Because yeah. they took it out of your check, didn't they? They didn't ask your permission. And you would think, oh, well, they're taking it out, but I'll get it back. Well, that's kind of true. Still going to tax you on it. So it's not fair is my point. And that's where I get all passionate. Sorry, I'm getting a little. I like it. <laughs> I like it too. But that, that's, that's I'm, what. I'm thinking we should move to Belize right now. Know, like that's, right? is that the best way to go? Belize is a good place to go. <laughs> to vacation. Not to live? Huh. Half a year. Oh, okay. If you can build your own home on the beach. Well, yeah. what if you retire and move there? Think we, could we do it? You we could. could do it. You could do it. The dollar is do double there. I know. Woo. So fifteen hundred a month is like creative. three there. Yep. Dang. Yep. You gotta like that lifestyle. Like we can do the podcast from there. We can. We, we can do it from beach. anywhere. We could do the beach. Robin, you in? She's in. I'm there. The three of us, we can live like queens. <laughs> and a king. <laughs> and a king. Yeah, come on. Thanks for including me. I know. She meant the three. Well, you like, were like only in for half a year. I was. Like, we're going. You're, you're going full yeah, time. Yeah, we're going. That's right. <laughs> we did, that's, that's true right. too. That's I gotta true. Take you around. I gotta keep that's you out true. of trouble. He knows people. 
true. That's a lot of work to keep us out of trouble. Oh, right there. that's a full time job. You I really feel us. like though we'd have a good time. I think that's that's no one doubt. thing that's sure. I'm like, you know, this Woo. could be fun. And with him being our financial guru, we should be good. Ooh, you what just got a guru. Yeah. Great for taxes. Though. Oh, it's a good place. All right. So Noted. you did No, we did talk about a little bit about the rich man Roth. The rich man's Roth. Mm-hmm. What is that, and how do we get involved? The rich man's Roth There's is... There's a couple of like rules to this, too. There's some rules. There's some rules. Um, also known as the PRA, which is a private reserve account. But the rich man's Roth is something that 85% of the CEOs in America use to save for their retirement, which goes back to what I was saying before. Is the 401k good enough for you, but they don't use it? Come on. Think about that. Mm-hmm, that's true. Um, so a couple rules. So with the 401k, I'll, I'll do a comparison like that so that it... It stands out, and you're able to make sense of it. With the rich man's Roth, there's no contribution limit. Whereas with the 401k, the most that you can contribute for 2019 is $19,000. Um, there's also no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? No rules as to when you can touch the funds. Hmm. Whereas with the 401k, you, gotta, you have to be 59 and a half, right? Um, before you can take it with no penalty. And then in addition to that anyway, you're paying taxes. But don't you have to have the Roth in there for a certain amount of time? With the Roth, there's even rule, right? Yeah. Okay. You got to have the five-year rule. Yeah. So you have to have the Roth open for five years, and you still have to wait till 59 and a half if oh, you don't want to pay a penalty. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. So a traditional IRA is uh, 59 and a half so that you don't pay a penalty. But if you do before, then it's a penalty plus the taxes because those are tax-deferred dollars. The Roth IRA, or IRA for my listeners, which is an individual retirement account, um, it's just the 59 and a half rule, but I have to have had the Roth for five years. So those would be the differences in pre-tax versus post-tax. But there's still a time frame, whereas with the rich man's Roth, there isn't. Mm. Right? The PRA, which I'll, I'll use that, so I'm not saying Roth, Roth, yeah. and confusing people, but the, the private reserve account then doesn't have a stipulation on age, no contribution limit. You can contribute. Mm. You also get to choose. You get to say, I want to save $500 a month, $1,000 a month, $2,000 a month. And I could tell you when we build that plan out, what that amounts to an income for you, starting at whatever age we're talking about. So if you're like, hey, uh, for instance, I have a woman, a client who I have a woman. I have a client. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Do taken. tell. <laughs> I, uh, I, had a, I had a client who, who basically said, you know, JP, I'm starting over. Um, she's 51. And she's like, I know that there probably isn't anything you can do for me. It's too late. But I am willing to work till I'm about 70. I'm in good shape. She plays tennis. Um, and essentially, the conversation was just around what can you save? Given your situation, what are you willing to do to get where you want to go? And bottom line, it was about uh, $1,700 a month is what she, she Did you save. give her that number as nope. to what it would be at the end? Yes. Or, oh, okay. So you gave her kind of an option of if you'd save this, 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 this is what it would mean? Yes. I always awesome. run three examples. So cool. I, let, I, I would ask the client, I'll say, you know, what, what could you save per month comfortably, let's say? Because I don't want you to have to stop, right? Sure. And let's say they'd say, in her case, it was 1400 is what she said originally. I'll run three scenarios. I run one slightly lower than the 1400 mm-hmm. I run it at the number they say. And then above that, 
Because generally, most people are going to figure when they see the numbers, I mean, okay, technically I could save more. So I give them the option. But with each number, with each level of whatever income they want to save, um, I can tell them, okay, if you save 1800 a month, you'll have $100,000 tax-free for the rest of your life. If you save the 1400 you're talking about, that'll get you 75000 a year. If you save uh, only $900 a month, that'll get you $55,000 mm-hmm. a year. All of these are tax-free and don't affect your Social Security Wild. At, at all. And she said, what now? <laughs> that, was, that was her response. <laughs> And I said, well, what are you making now? She was around 77. And I said, she was like, so I at least want to maintain that. But I'm used to being in the 90s. And when you look at this, I'm telling you, these numbers are tax-free, which means to make this, she'd have to be making significantly more, mm-hmm. right, currently to net that. Yep. And I'm telling you, you're going to net this. Um, there's a whole bunch more benefits to the private reserve account. One of my favorites, though, is... Yes, I could draw. I withdraw this income, you know, tax free. Uh, but two, I get to cover the five phases of my financial retirement life, which is long life, short life, rough life, sick life, and into the next life. Your financial plan needs to cover all five of those. Long life. What do most people concern themselves with that are retired now? Will I outlive my money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's long life. So again, if we went back to that example shortly. Uh, or just say briefly, but um, if she was to save that same amount of money in a 401k, even with the match for 20 years, it still wouldn't guarantee her anything. One, two, she still wouldn't have enough to make $90,000 a year for the rest of her life. Just not enough time. No matter how aggressive she tried to invest, she's not going to make the, the difference. It just doesn't work. The math doesn't work. Because you're now subject also to ups and downs of the market, what's going on, you're taking on more risk than you need to, but based on your age, you really can't afford to. So what are we doing? So now you have some money saved, but as far as when you go to translate that into income, how long is it really going to last? So I could deal with that game, or I could play this one, where I know, day one, I'm doing this, and I know I'm gonna have this, and I know it's good forever, till I go. Um, so that's one of my favorite things. That, so long life is that first phase. Short life, well, what if I go a little sooner than I thought? How am I impacting those that I love, mm-hmm. right? Uh, do I leave you with my debt? Do I leave you with some help? Are you doing a car wash for my funeral? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Mm-hmm. And, and, I'm, and that's from experience at this point because this year I had several family members pass away very quickly from one random cancer or another that I, I don't know. It's like the first time this is like happening to me. I'm, I'm in that phase of life where people are just starting to go and I'm just kind of like, that's, I wasn't ready. So that short life thing is, is there for me because sure. m- my family wasn't ready mm-hmm. for that. And then, you know, they didn't have insurance and they didn't have these different things that they needed. So it really, it really hit yeah. hard. So long life, short life, rough life is your emergency fund, which I like to call reserves, right? Um, sick life. So sometimes we don't pass away. Sometimes we just get sick. We have a chronic illness. We end up in long-term care, which on average ends up being a little over $200,000. So if you saved, you did well, but you got sick, how much faster now are you going to go through your retirement? Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, 
those don't cover. Yeah. So into the next life is self-explanatory. Now I've passed away. Again, how do I leave a legacy? You hear the phrase uh, OPM, other people's money. This is how the rich stay rich and the wealthier get wealthier mm -hmm. because although they have empires of worth billions, they still have insurance on everyone. So when they pass on, that trust is the beneficiary mm -hmm. and they continue on what they were doing. So like, I mean, really, my son really still gets none of my empire's money unless I want him to. But the point is, I could pass away, leave him a million dollars, and not even touch my business, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And have him be able to set himself up some kind of way, whatever I decided in my trust, which is a whole nother story, because I'm gonna make oh, him yeah. work for it. Yeah, he's not getting anything <laughs> for free, let me tell you right now. Oh no, he has to earn it. How but old is he? He's 11 now. Oh wow. He's 11 now. But I mean, part of me is like, I don't even, I'm not even going to tell him. The other side of me is like, I'll tell you, but it, I mean, he has to work for it. I, I'm not I like giving that. him anything. In my trust, it's like he has to, um, he has to have a business plan, proposal idea. He has to present it to the board. They have to approve it. So it's just essentially instead of him having to go to the bank and get a loan, he can come to the trust and we'll give it to you. But it has to make sense. Wasn't the board just going to say yes? Well, it depends on who I select. <laughs> <laughs> depends on who I've chosen. That's funny. And I've chosen some pretty wise people. So good. good yeah, good. they probably will say yes, but they'll but make. He doesn't them, have to know that. They'll make them work for it. They'll probably help That's them. A with good the thing. Plan. Yeah. It's yeah. like Batman. You're creating Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back and a little bit more knowledge on money. Did you fall out of love with your marketing? Are you ready to reconnect with your audience and grow beyond your own limitations? Get to the Ellen Sparks Agency and demand a Spark Session right away. Spark Sessions are tailored just for you, the busy, growing business owner looking to bring the sparks back. EllenSparksAgency.com And that's Ellen with only one L for Love Your Marketing. All right, we're back with JP talking money. Talking money. Woo! I feel like I need to redo some stuff. Really? Totally. What do you mean? Yeah, I need to. I think I need to move some things around. That's what I'm thinking. Definitely. Really? I do. You I got like a little PRA. Empire. I know. That's a great. And totally. Yeah. That's some great information. Yeah. It is. For for people who do have a lot of their assets in tax deferred vehicles right now, you can do something called a conversion. So over the next seven years, you can start converting some of that money every year, a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. And take advantage of the sale. And of course, I've fallen in the 401k thing, just like everybody else sure. has. But I know, I know that that's not really the way to go. Do, yeah, I know that's not the way to go. It's not going to do what I want it to do. Yeah. So there's that. Simple as that. I mean, the, the other thing, too, with, with the traditional 401k is just not um, having a lot of choices. You know, you're subject to whatever the employer allows you to invest in. So exactly. you can't really do your own thing. Now, for my entrepreneurs who are listening, you may want to consider an individual 401k which is called also referred to as a solo K. That's also a benefit um, for you if you're interested in um, maybe utilizing that vehicle to purchase other things. For instance, um, I like to buy real estate. So I use my solo K to buy real estate so that the cash flow and everything that comes back from it, it there's no taxes. So you can have a Roth solo K or a traditional solo K, whatever you fancy. But investing in real estate with a Roth is super powerful. 
There's just so much. There is. There is so we much. We don't know. We don't even know to ask. Exactly. It's so like, okay, so you have workshops. Do you go over these? Are they like tailored? Yes. Do they run in like sequence? Yes. Because this is out of hand. Yes. Um, the most, the last couple that I've done, I focus specifically on the private reserve account because it's the one thing I don't think is talked about enough that again, most people don't know about. And I think if they did know, they'd do that just, just yeah, from the simple absolutely. logic, like, okay, per paycheck there, I'm putting in my 5% or what have you, let's say that was 300 bucks a month, but I really have no idea what that's going to get me. Or I could do 300 bucks a month here. And I know exactly what that's going to get me. I think from that simple logical stance most more people with they had a choice would choose like, why wouldn't i do this where i can guarantee my income versus do this and i don't really know why and the only um objection i wouldn't even call it that but concern that most people have is because they've been fed this for so long that That's they true. they want to say to me but what about the match and i go who cares about the match because i, I guess if you look at it I, I use a lot of calculators so for me i get what i mean by that I could work on my explanation better because when I can show it to you, then you're like, oh, I get it. So when you think about the match, I did this with a young lady just yesterday, actually. She was like, well, what about my match? I said, okay, let's do the match. So I put, I said, this is what you're contributing and this is the match. At the, in the same time frame, you would have this much, and it was like a little over $200,000 by the time you retired. I said, or just doing this, you would have this which was closer to, uh, it was like 95,000 per year tax-free. I said, nice. which one makes more sense? So this, you got your match. You kept doing what you're doing. And, and it, the, the, hes the hesitation was because she thought it was quite bold of me to say, well, just stop contributing to the 401k. That felt like <laughs> an attack on her. Yeah, because we're fed that. Exactly. And I said, I get it. I get it. I said, let me show it to you. And when I showed it to her, she's like, oh, well, when you put it like that. So that's why I said, I feel like when I can show you this plus the match will come out to this, but you still can't tell me what that's going to be in income. And you have no idea what tax rates are going to be by the time you're that age 40 years from now or 30 years from now. So that being said, if you're going to do this and I can tell you and show you, what are we really talking about here? Then it's, then it's plain. Like my 18 year olds had a 401k for two years. Aww. My, oh, yeah. my brother is a, uh, He's going to be 20 in November, 117,203 per year, starting at 65 for, at 300 bucks a month. Just because he's so young, he has a lot more time. Yeah. Right. But the younger you are, the, the more I'm advocating for it because, I mean, think about it. If all of us started in our 20s, putting 200 bucks oh a month gosh, away yeah. and we knew of this vehicle, we wouldn't even be working now. <laughs> like, That's so true. It's not thinking that way then. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Can figure out what to wear, let alone <laughs> what about saving? What? <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a lot of wounds like that too. Oh, like when man. Google Google came out, when Google IPO'd, it was like fifty something dollars a share right. in two thousand eight. And I look back at where I was in two thousand eight, and I'm like, I totally could have bought shares of Google, but I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Wasn't even thinking about it. So I, I get it. But that's what to Elisa's point, makes me do these workshops and things like mm -hmm. this. I had done, um, I had done, I participated in the IOP program, <laughs> the Introduction to Leadership program. And in weekend one, we were talking about like what sort of change you want to affect. Like, what are you here for? 
And I remember feeling so self-righteous about the fact that there's all these motivational speakers and no one's talking about finance and everyone wants to know about it. How does that happen? Yes. And so in my like attitude, uh, this, the, uh, the leader says, tag your it. And I don't know why, but that hit me very hard, like well, right in the you. middle yeah. of the chest. Yeah, it was like, tag your it. And I'm like, yeah, like, why couldn't I? Mm. But I had it like someone else has to do it. Someone that's already famous should start doing seminars and stuff. No. Nope. And that's that's literally what how this birth happened. I said, you know what? I'll start a podcast. I'll start. I'll do whatever I have to do to get the information out, because I think it's super important. And who's for me is going to listen and do it. And that's great. But what I really want to be a stand for is like no one else gets to say no one ever told me. I'm telling you, you can do what you want, but you can't plead ignorance like you didn't know. Like we can say we didn't know. We didn't know. But from this day forward, you know, so it's on you. If you want to make a different choice, you want to look into it. Great. If you want to keep doing what you're doing, great. But you don't get to plead ignorance later when your friends are doing things that you wish you could be doing. And you're like, I should have done that thing. You don't want to be having that look back moment is all. That's you know? true. So that's really what gets my goat. It's just that I just, I'm tired of everyone saying, well, no one ever taught me that. No one ever, they don't teach this in schools. No one ever, no, no one ever. No, they don't. And they don't. Uh-uh. And, and, I, and I hope to goodness that I, I started a program where I'm working on it currently for kids. Nice. Because when you ask my son Landon, what's an asset? He says, assets put money in your pocket. <laughs> I said, well, what's a liability? He says, liabilities take money out. And I just started planting those seeds early. He has no idea what he's probably talking about. It, you know, funny joke. Do we have time for a joke? Sure. Oh, it's, it, it's not even a joke. It's a quick story. But so we were, um, I, I had him working a modern day paper route. I had signed up for Amazon Flex like a couple that. years ago. So he was delivering packages. We sat down. I had him negotiate his rate, everything. I gave him some offer that was bizarre. And he said, okay. And I said, never take the first offer. <laughs> Lesson one. Rule number one. So uh, ultimately, fast forward, he's, he's earning and uh, he's with his mom. And his mom says, honey, I'm going to the store. What would you like? What do you need? So I need some deodorant, some lotion, um, and some, some popcorn, let's just say. And she says, okay. And he said, wait, mom. Are those assets or liabilities? And she starts cracking up because she's like, I mean, they're expenses. I mean, you have to, you have to bathe. It's definitely an asset. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought it was funny that that's that's, great. That's how programmed his mind is. It's like, oh, wait, did I just buy something that was an asset or a liability? And so... I'm sorry, but that that's really what's... Well, it's almost giving him the idea of like what's really needed. Mm -hmm. And that's fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. So what did she, what did she say? She just laughed oh. and she said, "Honey, you you need deodorant. Popcorn is okay." She said, "It's just an expense. Like you have yeah. you have monthly expenses." I said, "Oh, I didn't cover that part. I'll I have to circle back." There's and go over so those, much to but. living. Like there's so much when you think about the responsibility. Not only like living, but knowing what you know now, like mm-hmm. being responsible for you and others. Mm-hmm. Like that's the that's, piece that's actually hitting you right now yeah. where it's like, yeah. you know all this knowledge and it's amazing. Like sitting down with you is just like, where's my pen? <laughs> but the fact that you're in this planet to actually give this out to other people and give them the power that it is, yeah. is phenomenal. And I appreciate you saying that. One of the things when I say I'm blowing the whistle on Wall Street, that angst, like this, this irritation that you kind of feel, this passion that comes from slight what disappointment 
you know, in the industry that I held on a pedestal. You know, when I Why got Why the in, disappointment, though? Is it because so many people follow it? No. And I don't blame the people. I think it's just the narrative that system. you're fed, right, from Absolutely, the system. Absolutely, from the beginning. Yes. And the disappointment comes from me. I, I think sometimes we look at, at Wall Street with admiration, like these people are so smart, they're great, and they have my best interests, and we're going to make so much money together. And reality is they're doing what's best for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all about the commission. And once I found that out, that doesn't align with that just as a moral thing for me. This is why I left. This is why Tatum Financial was founded, because – I, I said, now I want to create customized portfolios for you and your situation. I don't have this cookie cutter. I don't even think people know that they're in some cookie cutter thing. I'm pretty sure I could guarantee you that you don't know that you're in some kind of cookie cutter thing, especially if you're with like bigger firms like your Merrill's, your Schwab's. Your, they don't have time to sit there and go over each individual thing. They pretend they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. But their job, they're salespeople. Most mm-hmm. financial advisors are salespeople, straight up. You go into the branch, they look good, they smell good, please bring your money over. We put it in this little thing, it sounds complicated. I use high words, I use high level words. And then I literally had a coaching opportunity with a manager because I was explaining things in layman's terms, so to speak, because my like, objective was that you understood what I was saying. He says, you wanna use more professional language. You wanna talk like you're up here so that you can essentially appear like the authority like you know yeah and I thought to myself I said but if she doesn't understand what I'm saying what sense does that make it just it just doesn't so that's what I mean when I say like as I started to experience these these moments of feeling like but that's not what's best for Lisa why would I do that or not do that that's when I started to kind of feel like I don't know if I can do this this doesn't feel good anymore yeah. Well, I think it's amazing because I think most people don't want to know and they'll just let someone else take Probably. charge. Mm-hmm. And then they have someone to blame mm-hmm. when something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like this That's true. crazy cycle Agreed. that keeps happening. Agreed. And it's when you get to go, okay, wait, let me just try something new is when you actually take charge of your life. Agreed. I often, uh, I often will say, you don't need a financial advisor per se. You need a windshield, right? You need something that's just mm-hmm. like this. You know where you're going. You can see the road. I would rather put a plan in place for you where you don't need me ever again than put a plan in place for you where you have to see me. I keep you addicted to me. For what? It's not part of your life. You want a plan? If I die, it's still a plan. You're not contingent upon, well, now JP dies, so who's going to take yeah. over? You know, now what? It's really teaching people to be fish. accountable <laughs> and be exactly be accountable, be accountable. But I believe that if we educated more as financial engineers, like I, I like calling myself an architect now. And I say that because the, the other difference would be that most advisors are trained by who they work for. And that's the only training they ever get. Yeah. I have mentors all over the place and that specialize in different spaces from taxes to CPAs who have taught me things that they do for their high net worth clients that I could figure out how work, how to make that work for someone in a different situation. Um, Insurance, different policies that can do different things Mm -hmm. that you had no idea because maybe the only thing you've ever heard about insurance was by term. Who knows? But my point is I've taken, I've taken all these different things that I've learned and that's what's coming to the table when we build your plan. It's not just the one thing, the cookie. I don't even have a cookie cutter thing, 
right? Every plan I literally design is, 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 is for you. I don't have something that I'm like, yeah, just do this one thing. I mean, the PRA would be the closest because it, does, it just makes sense. Yeah. Right? But. So do you have any big plans for like really making a difference on the planet? Yes. Like I get, I get like you're, you're making a difference now, but like on the big scale, like where do you see Your like 10 plans. years from now? Like these big giant seminars and yeah, I, I oh man, it, it, I know we're stepping into the future a little bit. <laughs> I can I can feel Woo! it, and I, I can tell you I can feel it. But how it's going to look, I don't even think I can imagine. I just know it's going to be great, because I'm committed to this, and ideally, I'd love to be impacting the school system. Mostly, I'd like to. Yeah, be, that's important. I yeah, think that's very important. I'd like to have. Either I'd like to either be create a program that schools can use to educate because the other thing with schools teaching financial literacy, I also it's who's teaching. Yeah. Is the teacher teaching? And what does the teacher really know? Like who yeah. you know, who who's teaching the class? Can we make it an elective and have someone like myself come in and teach it? Or can we, is there some, you know, Dave Ramsey kind of did that with Financial Peace University, right? He puts you through some kind of thing and then you get to, you know, you're a designated person to teach it. And so now you teach it and you hold them wherever you want. I mean, maybe that, I don't know, but I just want to do right by everyone here. And, And I used to really pigeonhole it. I used to say, okay, well, I want to make a difference. I want to raise the financial IQ, you know, for the black community. And then I was like, but this is like an American thing. Like this is all of mm-hmm. us need this help. Mm-hmm. It's not just black people. And since that can be an emphasis. Like I'd like to go to the neighborhood I grew up in and, and show, show them that, hey, I don't play basketball. I don't play football. I mean, I did play ball, but I'm saying like I'm not in the NBA, you know, and I don't rap. But I have businesses and I learned about money and look, I still drive a nice car and I still right and i can teach you now how to use your brain to make money too what do you like to do are you do you have an entity this is what an llc is this is why you would do it like so i can still educate inform and uplift but it doesn't have to be just this right or just that like i said i realize it's it's like you said it's a world problem it's not it's not just a one race it's thing. It's true. Well, I see us in Belize teaching the seminars. So I'm just right? putting that out there. That would be cool. Okay, so if someone's listening right now, what's the best way to reach you? And is it okay to give you a call or like just get more information and, and get involved? Absolutely. What's the best way to do that? Best way to do that, um, can I give them my, I can give you my cell phone number. You can number. do anything yeah, yeah, yeah. you want you on the air. My, my phone number is 480-799-2698. Or you can email me at JP, just the letters J, letter P, at TatumFinancial.com. Best, quickest, fastest ways to reach me. So they can send you a... Text, email, phone call, leave a message. Wonderful. Um, If you really want to expedite this and you know you want to have a conversation, just go to TatumFinancial.com, click schedule now, and just put yourself on my calendar. I'll call you and we'll have a great conversation. Everything with me starts with a conversation. So I'm not charging you to talk to me or anything like that. I don't have a minimum that you need to have in order to have a conversation. Um, again, another thing that separates me, I don't, you know, I, I, you know, you touched on it. I never got to say it, but I serve the underserved, you know, there's, oh. there's plenty of advisors in this world right now who cater to baby boomers. Cause they, that's where the money is mm-hmm. or high net worth clients, but who helps the self-employed people who helps the people who are trying to get there or the young people or the people who like my client who's in her fifties, who don't have any assets, but they still need a plan. She still needs help. 
And when I mentioned that to her, she's like, yeah, they turned me away. Oh, wow. Why? Because they don't make any money off of you. Good day. And that's where like the angst again comes in. I'll start all over with that. But so there aren't any minimums is my point to you don't have to have a minimum amount of money to, to talk to me. I don't care what level or phase you're at. I can help you. And if I can, I'll point you in the right direction. Well, it's, it's interesting because I think most people are like, well, why would you do it? Come on, if you're not making money. But like, I love the fact that you're actually in the game too. Yeah. Like you're out there doing your deals and investing mm-hmm. in real estate and doing, you know, what you know to do. Yep. So at the end of the day, you're always going to be taken care of regardless. Yep. And that's what most people don't realize. Like if you play this game for yourself, you're going to win. You have to. That's also another good point, right? He's your advisor doing what he's telling yeah. you to do. I'm, I'm talking to you about real estate and private reserve. Well, I have a private reserve account. I have three. I have uh, real estate holdings all over the country, actually, in different states. Um, so I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to be fine, right? But my commitment is that we get you going so that you can have the same peace of mind I have every day. Well, and to have a world that's thriving, that's a planet you want to leave for your son. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the other side of that is not something I really want to see every day. Mm-hmm. And it's there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I love that you say that it's never too late. It's not too late. Because a lot of people, I think, get frozen. Absolutely. And they're just like, well, there's nothing I can do now. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times you just don't know what your options are. It's always worth Absolutely. it to have yeah. a conversation. I, I, I'm just so happy that I did get to speak with her. And she was a referral from my massage therapist. She just said, oh, yeah, she had been looking for someone. And I gave her a call. And she's like, I don't know if you can help me. I'm this old. I don't have any money. You know, I'm just starting from scratch. And uh, turns out, obviously, you did. Because some people have money that they can save. They just don't know how to save it in an effective way that's going to make a difference. And I think also that's more prevalent now than ever that people end up starting over and starting over, especially like single moms with kids. Absolutely. Emergencies happen all the time. All day long. Yeah. Well, I'm the multi-passionate entrepreneur, so I've got like 15 things I want to do all at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Good luck trying to figure it's this true. out. I just, I, I just really believe in what you just said, though, about, you know, having a world that works. Because with that being said, if more of us were financially responsible, would we care about Social Security or would we need an entitlement program for every little thing? Right. Like, probably not. We would all be able to take care of ourselves. Um, I think there'd be less arguing about who's right or who's wrong. I think it would solve a lot of issues that are really deep-rooted in finances. Well, it kind of hits the beginning of this conversation, which was like the emotional, the drama, the, all that's created from the mindset. Right. Like if you're not physically and financially well, there's going to be out, you know, some, oh, yeah. something's going to happen yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like it impacts others. Mm-hmm. So if you have a world that's working, I mean, you can have a bad day and realize you're okay. It's all good. It's all good. It's Financial stress so is good. the worst. What's that? Financial stress is like the worst. Well, why and do you affects, say that? And it affects everything. It's interesting how you say that yeah. because why that? Why is, is financial? Because we well, have a mindset is. that I mean, it, it is. is. First and foremost, of course, is your health. But have you ever that, lived in the street? Finance. No. Okay. So sometimes, but, and I'm, I only, know, I'm only alluding to, we have financial stress in our mind that right. will never, ever actually happen. But That's we true. play with That's it. That's very true. And I have lived in the street. Right. Like I've, I've been homeless. I've slept in my car. I've, I've done it all. And I started early. I'm talking like from like 13 on. So I had a lot of different challenges as I was growing up that 
kind of forced me to grow up fast. So financial savviness was like always at the top of my head. And I shared this with my brother recently um, that don't you find it interesting that we find we, we tend to have the best plans ever, especially financial plans when we're in the trenches. Yep. Oh, yeah. When life sucks, for lack of a better word, then we're like, you know what? I see what I did wrong there. Next time I get more money, I'm going to do this. And if I ever make that money again, I'm going to do that. I'm going to save. And then as soon as we get back to where we were or better, (laughs) do it again. We just (laughs) probably were. Right. And so I was always I I mean, I, I expressed to him, I said, please write it down. Yeah. All your wonderful plans right now, all your conviction, write it down and remember this pain because that is all that has served me is I took every stupid little thing that ever happened, took responsibility for my part in all of it. And I said, I'll never be that broke again, or I'll never have that situation again, or I'll never. And I just declared it. And it hasn't happened because I'm committed. Like, no, I don't want to feel that again. That hurt. That was not fun. Um, So what got me stuck on cash flow only was because I was already the young guy who was flipping and making money and doing the whole thing and... It didn't serve me. So I got into a motorcycle accident. I was I was laid out in bed. I couldn't walk. I had to learn how to walk again. And while I was laying there, I did everything right on paper. On paper, everything I was preaching, I had the six-month emergency fund. I did the 401k. I had all of that stuff going on, but um, didn't matter. One domino fell, which That's was right. short-term disability did not kick in or long-term disability didn't kick in. For whatever reason, I didn't dot an I. I don't even know to this day. Uh, but I ended up getting all the money that they owed me like the following year. Wow. But it was like three months of no, no, no income. That's frightening. Okay. Yeah. And all I could think of is, geez, if I had had two properties, one property that was giving me five hundred a month or a thousand dollars, I could have avoided. Uh, bankruptcy. I could have avoided this stress that I was feeling, which didn't help me heal any faster. Right. My lady couldn't work because she had to take care of me because I couldn't walk. So that was just one situation that's like within the last seven years that was like, I never want to go through that again. And I hadn't had a no, never again moment in a long time. That one did it for me. And that's why a lot of people will say, like, you're young. You're so you focus. The way I invest uh, is very, I guess, considered mature Mm -hmm. because I only want to invest for monthly cash flow. Because in my head, if anything happens to me again, I don't ever want to be in a situation where I'm, I'm running out of money or I don't have. I want to be in a situation where I'm like, well, all right, it's going to just heal then. At least my bills are paid kind of thing. And the, the money won't stop. And I don't care if they cut the check or not because I, I did my job. Mm-hmm. Whew. But that was, that was painful. I lived it all over again just now. Sorry. <laughs> it's amazing to hear that. And to it have is. that knowledge yeah. within you is just the powerfulness that someone gets to have with that too. Because you know what a backup plan truly is. Oh. Mm-hmm. And you have to sometimes live through that to actually mm-hmm. really feel it. You know, when I said, have you ever been homeless? Like there's two roads, like the ones that have and the ones that haven't, but think about it all day long. Mm-hmm. And the ones that have and think about it all day long, but are living on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, that's not going to mm-hmm. happen again. Yeah. And I think there's also that mindset game that you got to play where it's like, where are you going? Yeah. And play towards that because you can live in those opposite ends and really mess your life up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's just breaking things down, keeping it simple. 
That's, that's the magic number. A lot of times, oh, I want to make $100,000. Well, have you done the math? You yeah. know how much you need to make a day we to have, have it? We actually did that, didn't we? Not too long ago. I carry ago. it with me all the time. That's good. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to make, what was the number? 100000 Uh, for 30. Oh, $100,000. Is that the $300 300 a day? day. That's what I remember. Yeah, we went yeah, through that not we, too long ago. We, we liked did. it. We did. And it was funny because we started looking at the big numbers and it's like for 180 a year, it's 500 a day. Mm-hmm. For 365 a year, it's 1000 a day. Yeah. And it was like fun to look at that because it's like it really, it's a numbers game. It, it is. is. And if you really put that into perspective, numbers it's game. a lot of right, money. Right, right. Why aren't we all doing that? You could literally sit there and maybe come up with, okay, I need this many widgets. I want to yeah. you know, yeah. paint my nails. I know, me too. <laughs> Sometimes. Eyelashes. Well, and it's, it's life is there too. <laughs> like there's that, well, how much are you willing to give and how much? Because there's a price to all of it. Do you want to invest in yourself, in your education to get what it is you want? Mm. How bad do you want it? Well, sign me up. I would definitely want to take You're a class. This is friend. amazing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We have a couple of deals we want to get involved in. We do. <laughs> we do. Well, good. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So yeah, what no. do you want to leave people with? There's a few more minutes. We've got five more minutes on the clock. Ooh. Amazing how it goes. I know. I know. Um, we already talked about how to reach me. and Yeah. I just feel like I'll start all over again with new information. <laughs> That's the number one thing people need to know. What's the one thing that people can do today just to start? Maybe one or two things that you can do today that actually gets you on that path. One, I think, would be to call you. I was thinking that. And um, two. But two, just really think about what, what you're doing and why you're doing it. Question it. I, like I would what's say. Your purpose? Yeah. Like, just question what you're doing and why you're doing it, including the advice that you're receiving. Like I, every time I, I work with someone, I say, you can go fact check me all day because I'm not saying anything that's like proprietary you know, mm-hmm. to me. Um, this is information that's available. You're just not, it's not said all day long. That's why I'm a big advocate. I like Warren Buffett. He's a contrarian. I consider myself a contrarian. I'm always looking for the opposite of what everyone else is doing. And um, you might want to consider thinking about things a little bit differently. Like, well, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Just think, just really look at your situation and say, yeah, I guess that doesn't make sense. And don't, don't let your laziness kick in. A lot of times people want change, but they don't want it bad enough to actually do it. Um, and I have to kind of bring them along because they'd be like, yeah, 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 no, I really want to get this going. Uh, but then I have to move this account or move that account. Listen, I'll do all of that for you. I'll work with you. But just get it done because your family is going to thank you later. Like, think about your family. If you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for them. Because it's not fun trying to manage someone when you pass away. You've got accounts all over the place. Some's taxed, some's not. I don't know if I'm coming or going, who yeah. you owe, what's there. It's, it's just not fair. And it's hard. And, and your family is not appreciative. And they have to grieve for you and figure out your whole situation. And I think that we all love our families more than that. So just if you're not going to do it for you, do it for them. Put yourself in a situation that's powerful so that you can have peace of mind and know that, hey, I can see that guy. I can talk to this person. Like, I can really be vulnerable. And I think that's really, like, something that I enjoy is that people are able to be vulnerable with me. I've had several people tell me all the time, like, um, I love how you have no reaction. You know, they say their amount of debt or they say whatever they're saying. And, and I'm like, okay. And I'm just 
writing it. And they're like, so you're not going to say like, oh, wow, wow, that's crazy. I said, no, From one, I'm professional. And two, it's just a number. That's why we're here, right? It's the plan. Well, it's a state of the past. It's not actually it's the not future. Even, yeah, no. It's a, it's a story from where you've been. Yeah. Yep. I think everyone should be challenged to really look into what they are doing and really look at those numbers and see, because a lot of people don't. They're just like, oh, it's 401k. I'll be okay. Yep. That's what it's supposed to do. Yep. And really look at those numbers, see what they look like and where you're going to be. Is that where you want to be? Right. What are the options? Or get a second opinion. Yeah. You know, just like you with the doctor, you'd go get a second opinion. So if you think you're good and you just want to fact check that with me, that's fine too. Do that all the time. I'll give you a second look. I'll show you. I'll look at what you're doing. I call that asset optimization. I can see what you're doing and you can take you from good to great or you might be fine. And I'd be like, you're good. Stick with what you're doing. I, I, have, I have nothing to lose and everything to add. I think I need some asset optimization for sure. <laughs> I want that class. Let's create that. I think we should. I think we should. Yeah, I'd I like to be doing plan. it every week. I'd like to be having a class every week where I can educate. And, and, you know, when people search, like, where to find financial education, they can't find it. I'd like my name to pop up. I'd like there to be an address tied to it. Let's make that happen. And then there's every week you can come and learn something different, how to optimize your own situation, work with us, don't work with us, but you're no longer ignorant. You don't feel inferior when you're having that conversation with your advisor. You can feel like, oh, I actually know what you're saying. And okay, well, how does that impact me from a tax perspective? I would say that now that, now that I've just said that, the number one thing that most people mm -hmm. do not plan for is the taxes. They might save a ton. They might be very good savers, um, but they have not considered how that's going to impact them from a tax perspective. And they think their CPA is going to do that. And your CPA is someone who does do those things in your years. Like to this year, what, yeah. for, what form to file? Right. Or, but your, your CPAs cannot help you with planning for retirement from a tax perspective. Well, and right now it's like 90 days before the end of the year. So it's a perfect oh, opportunity to really plan to what yep. are you going to do with that extra money yep. and how how can you really make it work for you absolutely so great time to call jp it is. jp pleasure as always love this conversation thank you yes. very much for having keep me. doing what you're doing it is meant for the world thank you yeah have a great day we'll see you guys next week bye bye, bye.